0: are you sure sure okay thank you for tuning in to another episode of top of the morning i'm cameron your host i'm welcomed by the most requested guest that i've had in recent episodes my wife lake and marshall hello thank you for tuning back in or thank you for hopping back on to the podcast of course um and i'm going to check the numbers after this episode so the numbers aren't the same as what i've been getting that i know that Y'all don't really listen when she's on. Y'all just want her on for aesthetic purposes. No. So you can tell all your friends that if they don't watch, that I'm never bringing you on again.
1: So nice of you. <laughs> My friends are ride or die. so watch.
0: I'm just saying. This, this is going to be completely up to them. Oh, by the way, we have a special guest. Finn. Hi, baby. What's up, dude? So there's a ladybug in here. And I think the whole episode, he's going to be trying to chase that around and it is completely up to him whether he stays in here or not so if he starts tripping then he's gonna to have to leave
1: no he'll be fine he'll be i think he'll he'll settle just give him like a minute or two and he'll be down here sleeping i'm pretty sure
0: my microphone keeps falling it's a
1: ghost <laughs>
0: Uh, so on today's episode, we, this is an impromptu episode, which is why we're kind of looking like we're in our sleep clothes. I just pulled this out the closet. This is a, definitely a Christmas sweater. Um, if you can read that, uh, the tree isn't the only thing getting lit for Christmas. Um, but it's September. So Halloween hasn't happened yet. Thanksgiving hasn't happened yet. So this is definitely not the season, but it's just kind of what we're working with right now. We just watched a documentary on what platform were we on?
1: HBO Max, but I think it's on Hulu okay. originally.
0: So, well, it's not HBO Max anymore. It's just Max. i oh, sorry. Unfortunately. Max. Max. BS High. So most people are familiar with Bishop Sycamore High School. and
1: Are most people familiar? I had no clue that that was a thing until I saw it on TikTok. Uh, well. I, th- I think people who closely follow football would know what that was.
0: If you were on Twitter in 2021, at any point, you heard about it.
1: I was, but you, I don't remember.
0: You don't. You haven't used Twitter since high school and you were tweeting like your little...
1: No, I do use Twitter. I just talk. I just don't tweet anything. Oh, so you're one of those. Yeah, but I only check. I only look like every couple days. Sorry.
0: (sighs) I might have to go back and delete some tweets. Whatever. But BS High, Bishop Sycamore was a school out of Ohio and they were a fake high school and they played on national TV against IMG Academy where they lost by a square 58 to nothing, and they made headlines, they got investigated, story came out that they weren't in real school, so they finally went and made a documentary about it. It's up to him whether he stays. <laughs> they finally went and made a documentary about it, and we just watched it, it was about an hour and a half long, pretty easy watch, it goes by kinda quick, but at the same time, we were so appalled and taken aback by just the coach and how he articulated his story about what happened throughout the program and the just the things he said we knew he was lying everybody else who was covering the story knew who knew he was lying but it was almost like he liked the fact that he was the villain in the story he liked the fact that he was the the joker to the world's batman if i'm making that analogy correctly uh, uh i don't watch marvel
1: that's dc but anyway
0: i don't watch superhero movies and it was just crazy so this is the reaction show this is the reaction so this is fresh we're doing this the night of watching it we just or you just had the idea hey let's go make a podcast about this i said okay let's set everything up let's go ahead and do it so and Sorry, go ahead.
1: I do think we need to give a little bit more of a synopsis of what it is so that people who haven't seen it yet have at least sort of an idea of what we're talking about.
0: I thought that's what we're about to get into.
1: Oh, okay. I thought what you just gave with a synopsis. This is impromptu. Okay.
0: Yeah. So, Bishop Sycamore was a school in Ohio, school in Ohio. And they wanted to follow in the footsteps of IMG. IMG is a private school down in Florida where they recruit all the top football players. Well, they have all sports, basketball, Athletes, yeah, because
1: I was looking and it's like all the sports. Yeah. Like even tennis, there was like three or four people. I don't know that many people at tennis. I only know like five people that play tennis and like three or four people I knew on the list. So I think they're like a pretty big deal in the high school sports world, period.
0: Yes, they are. And if you follow sports closely, and if you have favorite college teams, there's probably a number of kids Mm -hmm. from IMG Academy that play for your favorite college team.
1: And I think it is, uh, mm, I'll say it now and just know that we'll get to that point. But the way the documentary made it seem, IMG is a school, like it's a legit school and everything. They have classes, whatever. But it's definitely like a sports focus with, Classes
0: It's basically like Carolina basketball.
1: Uh, stay in your lane.
0: It's basically, like, I mean,
1: it's like any D one basketball. Like, let's just be real.
0: I didn't make the reports about guys taking classes that didn't exist.
1: No, that's more of the women. I thought. I thought the no, women were that the ones who were doing the men. That. Either way, we can't act like okay. Yeah, Carolina maybe had some. You know, some. Okay, but years. Every big. What do you call it? the power five thank you power five basketball program does that every single one of them you cannot convince me otherwise carolina just didn't cover it well keep going go heels
0: anywho so there's program in ohio they fielded or they recruited all these players who didn't have opportunities yet or didn't commit or didn't have the offers that they wanted to play in the college level and they basically reached out to these guys and said hey we're a school in Ohio. We're playing against IMG Academy this year, and we're going to be playing bigger schools along the way. And we'd love for you to come and take part and be a part of our program. And so we can get you the to the GPA that you need. We can get you into the school that you want. Essentially, sold a big dream.
1: And they made the point that it was kind of like a they, they said it was like a high school prep school, which is not a thing. So it's like a junior college, but they say they're a high school, but the kids that go there are not high school age. They're already out of high school or like 18 plus. Right. So it's a high school prep school, which is not a thing.
0: Right. And, uh, but I mean, at the same time we're in 2023 right now, this happened in 2021. So if you haven't heard about it, then you probably living under a rock because it was one of the biggest stories, even if you never turn on sports center. Like the Today Show was talking Um, about it. I
1: I wouldn't say that because I literally never heard of it. And I keep up on the times. So don't let Cam shame you for not knowing about this story. Don't let him shame you. Okay.
0: Patrick. Um, How am I, Patrick? Because he lives under a rock. (laughs) So the, the players get to this school, then they realize this isn't really a school because there's no facilities, there's no building. There's no classes. They're not given classwork. They're staying at hotels and they're having to move every couple months because Mm -hmm. what?
1: But originally they're shown like this building with turf and like this crazy field. Like they're sucked into this thing. They come on visits to look at it and it's beautiful, state of the art. So they're thinking that's what they're going to take part in. They're not showing up blindly, not knowing what they're getting into like some other people that I know. So, you know, it's just... (laughs)
0: are we taking subliminal shots right
1: now Uh uh-huh that could be a podcast for another time or we could talk about it today whatever
0: that's definitely a story for another time
1: okay sorry keep going
0: i don't know why you would do that (laughs) why because that's crazy that we're talking about bishop sycamore and you want to take shots at me i just and
1: i just had to like capitalize on the moment but i'm good i got it on my system anywho (laughs) yeah
0: Moving on, don't play in the Rivals Professional Football League if mm-hmm. you've ever thought about it, yeah, don't but that's that. another story for another time. So they are basically <laughs> sold a dream, and they're saying, hey, we're going to bring you into the school. You're going to practice. You're going to have all this good gear. We're going to feed you whatever, basically a lower-level IMG Academy. Mm-hmm. and it absolutely, For adults. For, well, yeah, and it absolutely was not that. They get there. They're staying in the hotels. They're having to move every two months because they're getting evicted because the coach isn't paying the bills, as we found out. And the schoolwork's not getting done, so they're not eligible. It's not accredited school. So when they graduate and they say, hey, here's my transcripts, they're like, oh, no, we don't right. know about Bishop Sycamore. We don't see them on our database. So therefore, you're going to have to do a year in junior college, which they should have done to begin with.
1: Right, right.
0: Or just went to – because there there's actual prep schools – around here that mm-hmm. are actually accredited, but they don't have the same stature as Bishop Sycamore did because they're not playing against these high level high schools. And so they're not going to be on ESPN. They're not going to be on uh, max preps ESPN top 50 or top 150 list or whatever. I mean, that's just not going to happen when you go to a lower level prep school.
1: Yeah. And I mean, you have to take into account that like some people are brought up in the college world and like not just college, but in the like after high school world and what that looks like and like how to navigate that process. And if you don't have anybody who knows how to do that, you could be very easily taken advantage of in that situation, you know? So like they don't know necessarily like what their options are. So like we know because we've been in the college world, we have older siblings, we've both been in college that like, you if you are really 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 dying to go to a college even if you don't get in originally you can get yourself there you know through junior college or prep school or whatever and like you can get there we know that but like if you have if you come from a family where people didn't go to college or that wasn't a normal thing or you come from a community that people didn't go to college and like they just didn't do that then like how are you to know you know
0: yeah, and speaking of taking advantage of this guy, this coach Roy Johnson took advantage of kids who, most of them were in single parent households. Mm-hmm. Most of them were they're were coming from nothing
1: or really rough areas, in
0: really rough areas. And he basically said, "Hey, this is this is your ticket. There's your golden ticket. This is your way out." And any kid that's going to be in that situation is going to say, "Hey, this is an opportunity for me to make something of myself, to yeah. make something of my family." Like, this is going to give me an avenue to get to college, and I won't have to pay for college. And that, that way it makes it easier on my parents, my mom, yeah. um, my dad, my uncle, grandma, whatever, who whoever the caretaker may be at the house. And it was absolutely none of that. So he's, he's selling these dreams to these players. And I know firsthand that when you are in a position – Especially when it comes to sports, really really anything, but especially when it comes to sports, if you're in a position where you're like, I will literally do anything mm-hmm. in order to make this dream come about, anything that sounds good, you're gonna at least sure entertain it. Yeah. You know, and then when you're flown out and picked up in Range Rovers and all these mm-hmm. nice cars and then taken to these beautiful facilities, yeah, then it's like, Okay, they have the resources in order to get me to where I want to go. Mm-hmm. So it would be dumb of me not to take it.
1: Yeah. And then like the hesitation that's natural as a human to like go into change and do something different that like that wall that most people are going to have, you will get picked up in Range Rovers and you get taken to these beautiful facilities. So those walls come down and you're like, I can trust these people because obviously what they're saying is the truth. Like there's money coming into this program. They got to be doing something right. Right. But we figure out that's not really the case.
0: And the money that was coming into the program, I don't know if we should go there now. I feel like we'll be skipping a bit if we go there now. But there was money coming into the program. Just not in an ethical way. Just not in an ethical way. So the players get there. They get to this facility, and they realize that there's nothing really going on. They're playing these games against these high schools, and they... They just aren't very good. And they go on and talk about the coach and saying, like, the the coach isn't really a coach. He doesn't really have anything, like, coach like about him. And I've coached football for three years. And I know the impact and coach, whoa. I know the impact a coach can have on your life, especially when you're talking about players from rough areas, single parent households, no father figures at home. That coach is whether you like it or not, you're going to be that father figure right. for them for at least those couple months. So you have all the ability to say, Hey, this is how you be become a good football player, but this is also how you become a better man. Yes. And and that's the whole point of a coach. Like if yeah. you're a coach and you're just football, football, football and nothing's life, you're not that great of a coach. Right. You know, I agree. So there always has to be both ends of the spectrum when you talk about coaching football. So, he he failed at both jobs. He failed at the football job, football job and he failed at the mentor job. Yeah. And it stings when, especially when you're talking about black kids and there's a black coach. Yeah. It stings when the coach leaves such a bad taste in your mouth where you go on Netflix, on camera, on national TV and say F you to yeah. this guy. That has to leave such a pain and such a such a uh uh resentment in your soul when you are able to do that because there's so many coaches out there when the players graduate with they can be in the nfl and they'll talk about how their high school coach how they still keep in contact with them how they made such a great impact on their life and obviously they made them good football players because they got them to, to college and obviously the player has to do a lot of that The player has to have the talent to get there, but it's the coach that molds you and makes you realize your potential. Yes. Yes. To be able to go to the next level. And then when they're able to keep contact through college and through the NFL, that's the father figure that they never had. Or sometimes in some cases, the father figure will be at home, but that's just an extra body. Yeah. Extra mentor. And It just sucks for all those guys who went there and they said, hey, I'm going to have a shoulder to lean on. I'm going to have a guy that's going to be able to guide me to where I want to go. I got a guy that cares enough about the younger generation and younger community to provide this platform in order to get us to where we want to go. And I bet they thought going in like he's so gracious, like this dude's amazing, whatever, whatever. And now here we are.
1: Well, I think too, like for me, I think a major piece that you're leaving out that all of that is a disappointment to be able to think that you're looking up to a guy that's a good guy who, you know, wants the best for you and all of that. And then you find out that you can't trust him. Like, of course that's a bummer and that's a disappointment, but that's something you can eventually get over. The part that you can't get over is the fact that the coach had them taking out PPP loans. I
0: told you I was going to get to that. But. Oh,
1: I didn't know that's what you were referring mm-hmm. to. Well, sorry. <laughs> Cat's out the bag. Um, Of like fifteen, twenty thousand dollars 20000 And you do not realize that you're doing that. Yeah. And they're thinking, one of the players said, like, I was thinking I was like applying for a grant. So he's putting his information in, thinking that he's applying for a grant. When in all re- reality, he's actually applying for a PPP loan, getting approved, and then it's $20,000 in debt when he doesn't even know it. Mm -hmm. And then on top of it, the coach is putting all of the players' names down in these apartments that they're not paying for, and then they're getting evicted. So then when the players try to, after this whole terrible experience, go and get their own place, they find out that they can't rent from anywhere because they already have an eviction on their record.
0: Being, have an eviction on your record at 18 years old. And I think there's a lot of places where it's... You can't be evicted within the last five years.
1: Right. When we, so, we just moved like two months ago. Yeah. And that whole... Like if you have an eviction, like they don't even say apply. Don't even waste your time yeah. because you're not going to get approved. Right. So like no matter what, it pauses their life for an extended amount of time. At least
0: five years. Unless
1: they can somehow work a loophole. But even then, they... A lot of them, I'm not going to make the whole generalization, but a lot of them don't have the same resources where they would be able to find a loophole to get. Like, yeah. they're literally just stuck yeah. for a minimum of five years, and yeah. even then, have to hope that an apartment might, you know, they have enough money saved that an apartment might let them live there. Yeah,
0: and it's this this was all, and y'all might be familiar with PPP loans. A lot of small businesses took them out during COVID, and that's that's what they were for. They were to help. Bit small businesses during COVID to stay afloat. And so this was all happening in the middle of the COVID. So they registered as this religious school, religious organization, whatever, whatever. And so I guess uh, technically they registered as a small business and that's what allowed them to even apply for these PPP loans. And so they got upwards of, I think it's said $300,000 yep. of PPP loans for that year. And the players are thinking, okay, so these grants – Mm-hmm. Or these loans are gonna be going toward food, housing, um, travel, things that yeah, you would use them for. And absolutely not. They were absolutely not used for that. They were used for his own personal gain. I wouldn't be surprised if he was going out gambling and doing all this other stuff with it. And it's it's sad when you, you get in you get this much money and you get the three hundred thousand dollars in. And that's enough money to travel for an entire season. Uh, well, well, you got home games too, so it maybe. And they
1: didn't even have a whole season.
0: They didn't even have a whole season. Well, yeah, because everything got canceled. Right. After, yeah,
1: but even for like after they took those loans out, it could have at least paid for the part that they did play before they got canceled.
0: Yeah, yeah. So they're doing this. It could have at least bought them some new equipment. They were sharing equipment.
1: Yeah, that's crazy. And
0: too. everybody knows. Well, not everybody, because not everybody has played football, but you, everybody can imagine how dangerous it is to have somebody come out of the field, take their helmet off, give it to you, and you go on the field. Y'all don't all have the same size heads.
1: Right. So that's what I don't, I need clarification on. My understanding is that in the beginning of the season, with whatever football te- team that you're playing with, like your helmet is sized to you're your fitted, head. Yeah. So that there's, because the racking around is what gives you the concussion, it's your brain racking around in your skull. So, I feel like
0: increased chance, yeah.
1: if a helmet doesn't fit correctly, it just contributes to the problem. Yes. So, Lord knows. So, like, we hear about different injuries and stuff. We can get to that that happen. But, like, Lord knows the concussions that these kids have gotten in the few games that they played because they had incorrect equipment.
0: Yeah. And not even. So. You you're not even really looking at solely the fact of okay I can get a concussion while wearing this loose helmet. You saw in one of the clips that these kids' helmets were flying off. Mm-hmm. So football is a very violent game. It's a hundred right. miles an hour until the whistle blows. So who's to say that you're going in, someone makes a tackle, your helmet pops off, somebody's coming to clean up shop, and they don't realize your helmet's off. Right. And now you're getting a helmet to the eyebrow, and you're split your eyebrow. Yeah. And then now you got blood leaking off, you know, leaking down the side of your head, and then you have to jog off the field, but then you come back on and return a block kick for a touchdown. I did that.
1: I was like, where is this <laughs> going? I did that, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Anyway, Subtle but... Brag. No, 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 no. But besides, like, all, in all seriousness, like, that can happen. And, yeah, and,
1: I took a class in college. The one class, and it was all about traumatic brain injury, which is why if you know me i'm very um weird about football and my future sons playing football because of this specific class and or you could
0: just look at antonio brown
1: exhibit a um i am just not happy about how it affects their growth and we know men can grow until they're like 25 years old or 22 or whatever like they can grow for a really long time so they're not always grown when they're getting these shots to the head i mean i just it, don't like it can
0: um, affect your growth.
1: Why well, no? But like I don't know. I just I just is not the risk and reward. But
0: but I mean I, everything has a risk and reward. Sure, if you think about it. I we mean, you don't really need to
1: have that conversation. I'm just right saying. Now, I'm but. just saying that
0: that might be a conversation for another time. But everything has a risk and reward. I mean, you get in the car and drive every day. That's more common than, you know. Not more of, but as, I mean, it could be just as kind Yeah, as... but
1: it's just like the rate of people in now, as like we've been playing football for an extended amount of time in our country, the amount of people in the 50s who played in 60s who have CTE now is like an insane statistic that I just don't love. But...
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway,
1: I feel like the point I'm trying to make is like, at least nowadays, like, you know, they have concussion protocol and like they make sure the helmets are fitting correctly. Like they're very, they're trying to be as safe as they can with a violent sport, which I appreciate that. But he didn't care. He didn't care a lick that their helmets didn't fit. And can we go ahead and bring up this game with, what is it called? IMG. I am. I keep wanting to say IBM <laughs> with IMG. IMG. Canada. Like, okay. So in the game. Basically, they just get their butts kicked, like, bad. And yeah. it's because IMG is so much better than them. And, like, proportionally, like, the boys on the IMG are just much stronger. Like, they're just better football player. Like, they're just much stronger. They're much bigger. They're, mu- like, and they have way better technique. Like, everything. Mm-hmm. It's like pay- playing pickup ball versus, like, a Carolina basketball. Like, that's mm-hmm. what it looked like watching this game.
0: Well, Carolina's not a great comparison, but alas. Yeah, right. Go on.
1: Um, so it's just like, they continually like got like, like they show it over and over again. Like the whole thing is almost cringy to me to watch. Cause I hate when people like get injured on camera. It just grosses me out. So like people were like tearing the ACLs, and the one boy tore his ACL and they told him to go back out there and keep playing. And then the, the quarterback had like dislocated his arm and something else. I can't remember what the other thing was. Uh, right well,
0: two guys tore the ACL.
1: Yeah. And then like you watch them, like how they get tackled. Like every time, you know, you see a bad tackle in the NFL or a good tackle, but it's like, ooh. but it was like that with every single clip that they played because they just were completely obliterated. Mm-hmm. So it's like he does not care. Like he you cannot tell me that you care about these boys, young men and their well-being and watch them. Get the beating of their life. Oh, and mind you, they had played a game three days prior. Yep. So a game on Friday, and then the next game was on Monday, which is already Sunday. Sunday. Oh, I thought it was Monday because it said forty eight hours.
0: It was I believe it was Sunday because Monday's a school day. I think I was
1: thinking like Monday night football. But I don't know. Anyway. Uh, Um uh, either way it wasn't enough time. (laughs) Right, right. And like that's ridiculous in itself cuz you already showed that you don't care about their physical well-being. You cannot say you care about them and and them like not them as a football player but like them because this is going to affect them and could for the rest of their life hence the ACL surgeries. I mean these kids could have arthritis and need knee replacements and all this stuff when they're 50 because of this, you know? God forbid, hopefully not. But like this could affect them long-term and and the longevity of their life but he didn't care he didn't care he was gonna be on espn so that was what he cared about and oh sorry my legs getting cramped okay and that's like i don't know it's just it's just sad
0: and he didn't even care enough to have trainers at the game yes no medical the guy got hurt he came out a mom like a player's mom on came the
1: sideline, like yeah, and stretching people were, him out. a like, cramp.
0: <laughs> yeah, people are like, "Where's your trainer?" This guy tore his ACL, and they're tre- stretching his calf. I'm like, "What are you doing?" He didn't get a cramp. He literally tore a
1: ligament. Right. And it's it, it, ridiculous, it's
0: crazy. So, and he had the nerves to go in his documentary and say that he cared and that these players were wrong for talking bad about him and stuff like that. They had every right to talk bad about you. Yes. You didn't. You did him a disservice. You sold him a dream that wasn't true, and. You have them go in and basically risk their, for lack of better terms, risk their life. I mean, every time you step onto the football field, you can, I mean, I don't like looking at it that way. I think it's a little extreme, but like you're quote unquote risking your life every time you play a football game and you have them playing against the top five team in the, the, the nation.
1: Consistently top five. Consist- like they are good. Yeah. Always. Yes.
0: And it was just it was bad. It was just really bad. And he, like the whole time he said at one point in the interview or in the documentary that he was a liar, but he didn't lie to people that he was loyal to. And he didn't lie to people who he felt were loyal to him, but he was a liar and he was a con man.
1: And he said he only lied about things that he couldn't, like that that people couldn't figure out. Yeah. It
0: is. Well, I, technically I guess that's the logical thing to do if you're going to lie
1: but why lie lie? like you're a coach you're a man in a position and like to me like I don't take that stuff lightly I know you don't either like I teach you coach like there's a certain level of things that are being asked of you and you are an example to the people around you and like whether You want to be in that position or not, like as an example figure, you are. Like, Mm -hmm. if you accept that job title, that's who you are. And they talked about like what a coach is. I didn't really play sports like that. I, I cheered, but it's like different. But like, I understand, like, my dad was a coach for, well, he still is, but like his AAU team, he knew them since they were in fourth grade, saw them all the way through. Like, it was a huge deal. Like, that was their coach and mm-hmm. like to this day they say hey coach you know
0: mm-hmm. and they've
1: known him since they were 9 and so like it's a big place of honor in someone's life and like you know that like he sounded like he had been in involved in sports all his life so he knew what it meant to be a coach he knew what an honor and a privilege that is specifically for black men who may not have a good father figure to look up to he like preyed on those communities and I think he I I say that and like I mean that I think he did that on purpose Mm -hmm. because he couldn't get away with this if it was a bunch of white kids and he knew that right and that's dirty too because why would you do your own people that way but he knew he could Yep. So that's why I did. Yep. And I don't know. I just, that to me is grimy. Cause you know that people look up to you and you continue to disappoint them. And like, they talk about like he had a domestic violence charge against his girlfriend. And like there was players talking about how they saw him like, Smack her in the face, Mm -hmm. and like how she was—he was constantly verbally abusive to her. It's like what example are you setting? Mm -hmm. And then the thing with the homeless Mm -hmm. guy—the guy experiencing homelessness—he was digging through his car, like stealing his stuff, which obviously he should not have been stealing the coach's stuff. Of course, if even if like okay, I'm not a person for violence, but even if you like pushed him or something, I'd be like, okay, I understand you like want to get your stuff back, and like you know whatever, like. Not okay, but also it's kind of like, I get it. It's your stuff. But, like, he took the opportunity to... humiliate Completely. And then yeah. he beat him with his belt. Took his belt off of his loop, loops and beat him. And then had the players get their licks in. That's the yeah. term they use. Yeah. And then, sorry, I just have to... I keep getting all these thoughts. Everything's coming back up. The thing with the geese. Yeah. So he's, like, driving down the road with some players, and it's, like, early morning, like, going to practice or something, and there's geese, like, crossing the road, as they do, and instead of, like, slowing down like a normal person would and letting the geese go, he literally, like, full speed hits the geese and then tells the the guys that he did it so they can know what it's like.
0: To go to war. To
1: go to war, and he loves the scent of fresh blood in the the morning. Yeah. What? I mean, you're a psycho. You're a legit psycho. Like, you can there's a thing of toughness in sports that I really admire and respect. Like the tenacity and like, you know, like there's just a a bit of like grit that you have to have, which is awesome. But this is a whole different thing. Like, that animal didn't do anything to you. Like, this just it's just so sad. Like, yeah. it's ridiculous. Yeah. And, like, the players knew. Like, they're old enough at that point to know, like, something's not right here. And, like, that's not normal. Yeah. It's just, it is crazy. Yeah. It's and crazy.
0: one of the kids, after the incident with the homeless guy, he called his mom and said, hey, like, I want to go home. Yeah. Yeah, he, he got up out of there, you know, as he should. Um, hey, dude.
1: I don't mean to scare you. Actually, it's not scary. The ladybug's on your shoulder. Oh, look at that. There it is. Finn, a look, there's the ladybug. Oh, Please. no. He wants to bite my toes. Finn! I'm just gonna. Don't hold, kill it. I'm
0: just. Where is it at? I'm, oh. just, I'm just gonna hold it in my hand the rest of the episode so Finn doesn't attack it. This man is
1: literally terrified of bugs. And a ladybug, he's literally just picking it up. I mean, I know it's a ladybug, but I thought you were like, like this was universal. No.
0: No, it's just a ladybug. Bye-bye now. Anywho, going back to the incident with, so like I said, with the homeless guy, the guy called his mom and wanted to go home, and going back to the incident where the coach slapped his girlfriend and thundered the players, Uh, the coach apparently, so the story has it, that the coach slapped his girlfriend and then, he got in the car with the players and he started laughing saying, yeah, you see what I had to do to her. You see what she made me do. Yada, yada. Mm-hmm. She didn't make you do anything.
1: No, you're literally, you're just, just, you, you're just literally a weirdo. It. Right.
0: You're just a weirdo. And like, like we mentioned earlier, this guy got, he's having these players take all these PVP loans and everything. So he's getting like upwards of $300,000. And then the documentary showed that he's $300,000 in debt towards hotels, lawsuits. apartments. Yeah. People he's, he's got over 30 lawsuits against him mm-hmm. for non-payment. And it's like, what'd you do with the money? Right. You got, you had the money to pay these. Yeah. The players things. didn't see it. Yeah. And like, so what did you do with the money? And the players didn't know that they were being evicted. The lady at the front desk had to tell them on their way out. Like, yep. yeah, y'all got evicted because y'all didn't pay. And the coach on a documentary said, that, oh, the eviction didn't happen until after they left, which doesn't make sense Bull. because how can you get evicted if you're not there? Right. And so then the player came on and said there was an eviction notice on my door saying I had to get out. Yep. So the dude was just lying his whole way through the documentary, but we knew that. We knew that by the way that he was just speaking and by the way he his manner ribs and his face was twitching a lot after he said things. He was overly laughing at things that weren't funny. So you knew that he was lying the whole time. And... So he and then he goes and says, hey, I have to make a payment to this hotel. And he has the team mom, Mm -hmm. quote unquote, team mom, because it wasn't really it was a sad excuse of a team. But a a mother of one of the players that was there went with him and said, "Okay, I'm going to take you to the bank. Ladybug's on my leg. It feels weird. Um, Saying I'm going to take you to the bank so you can get this check that you need to pay this hotel. Right. Number 1 nobody pays with a check anymore. Hmm. Just everybody has bank accounts. Everybody just puts it on a credit card, debit card right. and goes on their way. Especially if you are a funded if you're supposed to be a funded team, you have an account where your expenses come out of for your hotel stays, for your travel and etc. But he goes to Kinkos and ladies like you need to print a check. I don't I don't understand. And so he told the mom, yeah, this check is going to bounce. But by the time it bounces, we'll have the money for it. Yeah. But we just need something to hold it. So essentially over. buying himself time. Yes, buying himself time. And then there was another incident where if he did a bulk set of rooms, he had 90 days to pay it, and he just never paid it.
1: Okay, but also we have to go back, because this is another part of, like, he's literally a sociopath, like, by definition. Like, oh, yeah. You know, he cares about no one but himself. Yeah. And, like, so – with the thing from Kinko's, is that what you said? Yeah. I've never heard of a Kinko's, by the way. I know what it is because of the documentary, but like the printing store. Um,
0: you really are Patrick.
1: I've never heard of Kinko's before. If I print something, I just go to Staples.
0: You really are Patrick.
1: Is there a Kinko's here?
0: Not Well, not anymore, but.
1: Then how was I supposed to know?
0: Because it's Kinko's. It's like a nationwide thing.
1: Never heard of it. Anyway. You
0: really, you really are, a Patrick, but that's okay.
1: Go ahead. Um. So, uh, you made me lose my train of thought. Oh, yeah. So, when he went to get the the check printed at Kinko's, it was in the name of his mom's non-profit. Oh, yes. Who had died. Yeah. So, he took over his mom's non-profit after she had passed away and was then putting these checks in her name. Yeah. The poor lady's rolling over in her grave. Like, are you serious?
0: Okay. So you mentioned, (coughs) uh, the, the, the nonprofit and his mom's, and his mom, uh, was, was dead. We gotta go back. We gotta go back because we missed a very important piece.
1: Okay.
0: He was asked how he's going to get funding for the school. He had old people. Yeah. He had old people take out, what is it? Life insurance. $100,000 yeah. life insurance policies. And he said their life insurance policy will pay for the school.
1: Yeah, so he said, you can leave a percentage to your family, but you can also leave a percentage to us. What?
0: Making a profit off of someone's death is crazy. And this is a man that was in the church.
1: Like, this is your fundraising. Like, this raising. is this is
0: your church, people. This is your congregation. You were a part of this uh, it wasn't a Baptist church. It was a...
1: Episcopal. Episcopal
0: church. doesn't matter what kind of church it was. You're a part of the church. Right. And you're saying, I think you're going to die soon. Can you take out this policy, pay the per month, whatever yeah. it is, for this policy until you die and, and sign give me the 60, money.
1: And 60% or whatever. What? That's your fundraising.
0: That That is
1: crazy. That's what I'm saying. It just keeps reiterating the fact that he's a complete sociopath yeah complete sociopath yeah like the definition of like he literally he's a narcissist he only cares about himself only cares about himself no one else matters not even his own dead mother yep like are you serious it's just i don't i can't fathom doing that to someone let alone my own mother's name
0: yeah yeah
1: or older, like elderly people, who you know a lot of times are gullible and like are gonna buy into whatever you say, and like you you know like they're just older. They're just it's just how it is when you're older. And so like they're supporting you, and they have like clean souls. Like they literally just want to support you or whatever. And this is what you tell them to do.
0: Yeah, it's sicking and it's terrible. We, we gotta go ahead and wrap this up, but this documentary was. Very interesting, but not in the good way, obviously. And very informing of what really happened behind the scenes because if the people who are watching this, if they remember or if they were keeping up on Twitter or any type of social media at the time that this all was going on, they knew that the players were getting tweeted at saying, oh, you're a joke. Yeah, yeah. They didn't really know the extent of how they got there. Yeah. I think anybody in that situation would have, tested the waters and entertained it because they're uh they're chasing a dream they're, right. they're chasing the opportunity and they think this is their last shot to be able to get the opportunity and they said look this is too good to be true which it was but they didn't know that at the time
1: no i mean everything looks like it checked out
0: yeah and i mean it, like imagine someone says hey i got a," um I'm trying to think of an example say hey i got a car lot come buy a car for me and say, okay, well, I got to check out the car lot first. You go to the car lot, there's Lamborghinis, right. Ranges, Jeeps.
1: You would assume. You yeah. would assume,
0: right? And then say, okay, I'll buy a car. And they, and then they say, okay, well, you go back, get your funds, and then come back and meet me at this other location because this is just a show lot. Right. We have the actual cars here. That's exactly right, yeah. But we need you, but... We need. Oh my gosh, she's gonna knock down that light. Oh no, he my won't. gosh, he won't. He won't. He, won't, he won't. Please don't do that, Finn. Please don't do that. Y'all can't see it, but he's behind the cameras. But he, there's a ladybug on the light, and he's about to knock he's it down. He's not
1: gonna reach it. He, he knows oh he can't reach it.
0: Okay, so let's wrap this up before he does that uh <laughs> And so they say, yeah, but pay us on like on your way here, and then we'll we have the car for you when you get there. And then when you get there, it's a '97 Chevy with 290,000 miles on it. And the transmission's going out and these new tires. And it's like, this isn't what you told me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's like, well, you need a car, right? And it's like, well, yeah, I need a car. was like, well, here you go.
1: Right. Here's your chance.
0: And you can't make a return. So he's like, okay, well, I got to make it work. So that's basically what happened with these with these, yeah. with these kids. And I feel so bad for them. I do too. And thankfully, as at the end of the documentary, it showed that two of the guys on the team did end up playing in college and who are still currently in college yeah. at Louisville university uh, or university of Louisville. I don't know how you say it. Um, and then most of the people are still are doing their own thing, waiting on another opportunity, unfortunately. But it's just, it's so sad and unfortunate that a guy, well, not just a guy because he had people with him. He had a whole coach of staff who knew what was going on. So that these grown men are so, uh, that these grown men are so able to prey on these young kids' dream like that.
1: Can I just say, I do not think, I was just thinking about this when we were talking just a minute ago. I do not necessarily think, like, the assistant coach that was in the interview with the head coach, I don't, I now get the vibe that I don't think they truly knew exactly what was happening. I kind of feel like the head coach also kind of pulled the wool over their eyes a little bit. He had to. Had to, because there's no way that people, like, all these people are buying into this idea that's, one, not even making them any good money. Like, let's be real. They're not making any money. Mm -hmm. Maybe they got the PPP loans. But, like, there's no way that they're making enough money for, like, that to be the reason. And I think, I I told you this right after it happened, I think he really just wanted fame or infamy. And he didn't care. He just wanted people to know his name, whether it's good or bad. I don't believe that's the same for his coaching staff. I think that they truly don't know the magnitude of the whole situation. And maybe they understand like what happened or what's happening because apparently the school still a thing. But there's no way. Like he's doing some sorcery or something on these guys because there's no way they're still riding with him for this. There's no gain. You're not gaining anything from it. At least he's the one that's gaining infamy. Yeah. But like, if you're the assistant, you're not getting anything out of this. Nope. Even if from the PPP loans, they got money from that. It was what? Mm $300,000. Even if, which doesn't make sense, but even if they use that and they all just profited off of it, how many coaches are on a normal football staff? Let's say a small football staff.
0: Well, see, so take into account the game we went to last night. We went to the Clemson and Duke game. Think about how many orange shirts you saw on the Clemson sideline.
1: Sure, but I wouldn't think that they would have that many. But even even if they had... Well, if
0: you're a st- top high school, you'd probably have that many. Okay,
1: let's say they just had 10, which is very reasonable. Let's say 10. That's $30,000. $30,000 to do all this? It just doesn't make any sense. It doesn't add up. So I think that he is a con artist and is not only conning all these or has conned all of these kids but i think he there's a level of conning that's happening with the rest of the coaching staff because there's just no way like there's what's the point i don't get it i just don't get it
0: yeah so if you're watching this or listening whatever and you're interested in getting the nitty-gritty about bishop sycamore high school go watch the documentary on max and hulu
1: even if you're not a sports person, you would find it person. very interesting. Yes. Watch it.
0: So we just kind of gave you a rundown. We Obviously, we have some spoilers, but there's still more to gain. And it's I say it's always better when you're able to see the person talk versus just hear. You know, because yeah. from Hutz, you're just hearing it. But when you watch that documentary, you actually can see yeah. the person. And you see the raw emotions behind it. And you can see, like, the the... The the in between details that we might not have covered here.
1: And to see the heart of the players is really sad. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a crier. I cry like pretty much most movies and T V shows, but it really almost got me on that one. Yeah. It's really sad to see.
0: So I say go watch it and I don't know. Let us know what you think.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So this has been another episode of Top of the Morning. Very impromptu, but it works. So thank you. For tuning in and or thank you for joining mm-hmm. and thank you all for tuning in um until next time
1: peace and, and blessings you.